Are you looking to find your first or next product to sell on Amazon? Today is part one of a two-part series where we're gonna go over the 22 top product research strategies for 2022. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Want to check estimated sales for products you see on Amazon? Or maybe you want to instantly see how many listings on page one of a search term result have the actual searched keyword in the title. You can find all of these things out and more with the Helium 10 Chrome extension tool, X-Ray. More than 1 million people have used this tool. Find out what it can do for you by downloading it for free at h10.me forward slash X-Ray. h10.me forward slash X-Ray. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon and Walmart world. And we recently did a product research webinar entitled the top 22 strategies on how to find your next product to sell on Amazon for 2022. And so what we're doing is we're going to take a lot of clips from that webinar and put them here where we had different experts here at Helium 10 give some of their best strategies. And we're going to have things that, that vary from using Helium 10, but also some things that not only don't even require Helium 10 at all, they don't even require Amazon in order to find the product uh, strategy. So uh, this is gonna be part one of a two-part series, and then in the next episode, we'll have the rest of the strategies. But guys, I wanna hear from you. Let me know what is your top strategy that you've heard today uh, on this one or in the next one. And uh, let us know, you know, uh, you know, hit us up on Instagram or on Facebook, and let us know which one you liked or which one you've used yourself. Now, if you wanna be able to see the complete version of this webinar that we did with screen shares and you know our faces and different things like that so you can visualize a little bit better some of these strategies, uh, by all means, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, just go to productresearchnow.com, productresearchnow.com, and you'd be able to go ahead and see that complete version. All right, let's go ahead and get into those strategies now. The first three strategies that we're gonna go over now is going to be uh, about black box. It's going to be about how to validate opportunity. Like we can find opportunity in so many places, but how do you take those next steps in order to know, is this really something that really makes sense to sell on Amazon? And we're going to talk uh, in this uh, another video here about how do you do a test listing when you don't have enough information to validate? So let's go ahead and show you guys these first strategies now. All right. The first thing that it's important to understand when we talk about product research uh, opportunity is what is the opposite of opportunity. And here's an example, uh, collagen peptides. If you guys were to search this on your computer on page one, you would see results where it's tens of thousands of reviews. All right. So the first of all, you, you got to consider if you had a product, like let's say you were able to get your product to page one, position three or, or four right up here and a, a buyer didn't know your brand, and, and maybe they didn't know these other brands either, but they had 100,000 reviews and 37,000 reviews and 96,000 reviews, and then they saw yours with zero or one or two reviews. So you think they would buy your product? Probably not. And then if you were like to actually dig in on X-Ray uh, to on the same page, you would see that a lot of these products on the top of page one, they're doing like millions of dollars a month 
you know, the, the kind of sales velocity that you would have to get to to compete with people who are doing two, three million dollars uh, a month is insane. So that's what product research opportunity is not when, when it's too competitive like that. All right. So uh, the first method then is in black box. You can go to black box for products. This is probably the the way that people are looking for product research on Amazon probably the most common way I would say. And and here I just did a sample search in the patio lawn and garden where I'm looking for products that make it at least $7,500 a month between 20 and $40 and then a review count maximum of 70, all right? So so the, the thought process here is that if it's less than 70 reviews, it's still making like $7,500 a month. They're probably not all like collagen peptides where there's just thousands and thousands of reviews and just tons of competition, right? And um, I, I put a variation count max one. And if you scroll down here, you'll see some things that might not seem to make too much sense, like wheelbarrow. But then I came across this product here, a moss pole. I have no idea what the heck this is, but it is grossing $9,000 a month, right? Now, if I were to look on this on Amazon, I, I could see why it came up, all right? It's it's doing that uh, $10,000 revenue about, but look at this, only got seven ratings, all right? Brand new product that's been around just a little bit. So this is just the way you can find different product ideas. Now, the thing is that you need to validate this. And regardless of how you do your product research, validation is a key. So that's like the next uh, product research strategy that we're going to talk about. Number two here is how to validate uh, your product research, because you can find products a variety of ways, but how do you know if it's good or not? How do you vet it, right? Well, I'm going to click on keywords right here on the page, and that's going to open up Cerebro and, and show me all of the keywords that this product is ranking for. Because yes, maybe I can compete on a one-to-one -one basis, 1v1 with that product, but I don't really know uh, overall how I can compete uh, you know, on the different keywords. So I look here and I can see that it is the, the sixth organic rank on the keyword Moss poll that has 31,000 searches a month. So 30,000 searches a month. And they're at the very top of the page. I would say they're definitely getting a lot of sales from that keyword. So then what I would do is I would actually look at it on Amazon Moss poll, and then just take a look here. Um, first of all, Moss poles, guys, if, you, if you're not seeing this, it looks like corn dogs. I don't even know what this product is, but um, I'm looking at this and I do see a few here that have thousands of reviews. There's one here on the top of page one that only has got 70. Um, if I scroll down here, I could see a few. There's one that's only has seven, one that has a hundred, one that has uh, another one that has a hundred. But the, the point is I'm looking at who else I'm going to compete with because if I find one product that seems to have good indication, I'm not just competing with that. I got to look at the niche as a whole. Now, here's the thing. What if you're uh, doing uh, something, this is going to be uh, strategy number three, by the way. What if you're looking at something that there is not a lot of competitors like there is there is here for Mosspool? Like what we did in Project X, uh, this case study that we did a while back, was we were looking at egg tray, right? And then we noticed that if you look at the egg tray results on Amazon, they're all like plastic and ceramic and things like that. But we noticed that there might be demand for wooden egg trays. So, but we weren't sure, like there wasn't a lot of wooden egg trays out there. So what we can do in this case is make what's called a PPC test listing. All right. So this is only when you have like almost no data to validate your idea. This is how you can validate kind of newish ideas. So the, the idea was that, Hey, maybe it's just a matter that nobody sees wooden egg trays on this egg tray search, but if they just saw it here on page one, they would get it. So what you can do is you would go into your Amazon advertising. You'd get like a few from Etsy or, or some, you know, other manufacturer. You can get like five or 10 units and then you would make a fixed bid. 
PPC campaign that's really high to get you at that top position, all right? And then you would put your product there and then put the keywords that you think would be relevant to your product, but you don't know because there's nobody else doing what you're trying to do. And then you would put a really high bid here to make sure you're at page one, position one, and then you you would show up at the beginning here with a wooden egg tray uh, with zero reviews probably because it's a brand new product. And then you would just look at the data. Are people clicking on it? Are people buying it at a high price? And if so, that would kind of validate your idea that, hey, yes, you are relevant for those keywords. All right. So we've done three down. We've got 19 plus more to go. What was your favorite strategy there? So the first one is probably the basic one that I think everybody you know knows about right? It's like, hey, I, I want to find a product to sell on Amazon. It's got X and Y characteristics that tend to show me that there could be some opportunity there. All right. So I think that's what people have been doing for years. We're going to, we, we want to start with the stuff that you guys are mainly aware of and then expand out to give you guys other strategies. But point number two is important because you can find products to sell on Amazon through a number of ways. We're going to show you over 22 ways today, but how do you like take that step, uh, second and third step in order to see, hey, can I really compete here? Can I make money? That's important that you guys can do. We're going to show you guys some strategies today that that kind of like even are faster than Amazon. Like you might not even see it on Amazon. You might see some opportunity somewhere else. Like on Etsy, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Pinterest. And, but then if you find opportunities somewhere off of Amazon, how do you even know how to validate it if there's nothing on Amazon to really validate, right? Well, that's where you use that third strategy that we talked about, which is using a PPC test listing in order to gather some data. We talked about that in Project X. All right. Now, it's not going to be just the Bradley Show today. I've got an amazing team here at Helium 10, and they've prepared some of their best product research strategies. All right. What's up, Shivali? How's it going today? It's going good. How are you, Bradley? I'm doing just delightful. Thank you. Now, Shivali, you're actually, you, you've got three strategies here. And if I'm not mistaken, none of them are really finding opportunity on the, the traditional Amazon, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think oftentimes we think about, you know, selling on Amazon and we get, we, we put ourselves in this box of only finding products on Amazon, but that's not, always, that doesn't have to be the case, right? You can find products all around you. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the strategies where you can use third-party sites that maybe you're already surfing, like Etsy and Pinterest, uh, to find product opportunities or things that you might be interested in selling, as well as a strategy that you can use if, let's say, you don't have uh, the largest amount of capital to really invest. Awesome. All right, let's go ahead and see what three strategies you prepared for us. Another way to conduct product research is by utilizing Helium 10's black box tool to take a look at saturated markets. Typically, when we think of saturated markets, we think, oh, there's too much competition for me to compete, but that's not always the case. So let's consider an example. Let's say we inputted a minimum of 6,000 for search volume, 5,000 for monthly revenue, and 1,000 for review count in the keywords tab of black box. Odds are, you would receive a handful of products that appear to be saturated in return, one of them being crystal wine glasses. But opening up the corresponding Amazon search for that keyword, we would find most of the results are a simple standard wine glass. Sure, there's nice packaging, but none of them really stand out. 
Whereas if you input the same keyword crystal wine glasses in Etsy, we would see a lot more versatility. Embroidered crystal wine glasses, colored ones, the same goes for Pinterest. We would see similar versatility. So what could that mean? Even if a market appears to be saturated, you can use sites like Etsy and Pinterest to figure out how to stand out. Now, of course, Etsy and Pinterest are great resources to leverage, but they're by no means the only sites you can go to for product ideas. Alibaba is also a great starting place. For those of you who don't know, Alibaba is the largest sourcing website in the world. You can kind of think of it like the Amazon marketplace that connects sellers to suppliers. However, it's useful for more than just sourcing. So in the case you were surfing the site for ideas and you happen to stumble upon a crescent moon shelf listing, you could click the supplier's storefront to further explore your options. If you see an item that catches your interest while browsing that storefront, like maybe a storage uh, bag organizer, you would be able to open it up in a new tab, take some of those keywords uh, and enter them into Alibaba and analyze that product opportunities demand by running Helium 10's demand analyzer tool on it. Now, the demand analyzer tool can be found inside of the Helium 10 Chrome extension. And when you click see analysis through this, you would be able to discern top level information, like how many times on average are people searching for that product every month? Who are your top competitors? And more. So if there's high demand and it looks like something you would want to compete in, then you could move forward with trying to validate whether that product opportunity is worth your time, effort, and money with other means such as the profitability calculator. Keep in mind that physical products don't have to be the only way that you get started on Amazon. If you don't necessarily have a hefty budget to invest the big bucks into private label from the get-go, you can always start with something digital like Kindle Direct Publishing that has little to no investment capital required. And there are many ways to find niches you can compete in. To list a few, you could use Blackbox to filter for books and any additional parameters that uh, would help you find an in-demand niche that has a listing you could possibly do better. For instance, the 75 Hard Challenge book is searched for upwards of 3,000 times on average every month. And opening up that keyword on Amazon, you would see a handful of listings with lower uh, reviews. Now, of course, on this page could be maybe a listing that you feel you could do better. You could see a listing with a book cover you might be able to repurpose better a description section you could optimize, or even reviews that you would be able to leverage to either write a better book or have a ghostwriter write better content for you. You could also navigate to the Kindle store using the drop-down menu next to the search bar on Amazon, and then further niche down using the subcategories on the left-hand paneling to surf the superstore to find a Kindle space you feel comfortable and confident entering. All right. So we had there, what were the three here? We had Etsy, Pinterest, and also KDP. If I if I were to estimate or to guess what your favorite was, I would assume KDP since you've actually you actually are a KDP author. Would I be right there? Yeah, you would. You would. I think it's really cool that you know people can get started with little to no investment capital. It's a great place to, you know, dip your feet into the Amazon space without uh going full speed, I guess, in a way. 
Yeah. Now, if you remember, the, the, the Etsy and Pinterest one was actually something we talked about in Project X. Now, Project X is this thing that we did on YouTube showing people how to find product uh, opportunity and actually launch it. You know, when, when we talk about Amazon, right, people, you know, if you see a product on Amazon, like, like Shivali, when you made your product on Amazon, from the time that you thought of the product and then, you, you know, you got it made and everything, it was actually selling on Amazon. What, what was that time period like? Like, was My- it uh, two weeks later? Yeah, it was it was actually much longer for me. But yeah, it's uh, months, right? Like I yeah, was, it was what, four it was months? 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 Yeah. yeah. I actually ended up having uh, you know, seller central some issues with it. But Pinterest and Etsy, if I'd started there, I think it would have been a completely uh it would have been perfect because it's ahead of it's exactly. ahead by months. Exactly. And so the reason is because of what Shivali just said. It took her, you know, and and, and any of you, any of you, you I know there's a lot of you guys here who said you were brand new. And then I'm just giving you a heads up. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer or something. This is just reality. If you're making your product in China, you've got to get it made, which takes like a month. Maybe you you had a month that you're going through getting samples and stuff. This is totally normal. This is the way you make products. And then it takes like a month or maybe two months to get here. It takes a while to get to Amazon. We're talking maybe six months from the time you had your original idea. If I'm selling on Etsy, I'm gonna to. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna make it myself. You know, in my garage. A lot of people now Pinterest. That's not even, you can't even buy, that's just ideas, right? So if I have an idea and I want to put it on Pinterest, Shivali, how long does it take me to get it on Pinterest? No. It's an idea. Yeah, yeah. Instantly. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I had this idea. Let me, I don't, I'm not a Pinterest user. What do you call it? Pin, pin it or something like that? Yeah, <laughs> pin it to my wall it. or yeah, something yeah, like that, right? Things to, yes. Yeah, so if, if, I, if I have an idea on Pinterest, it's there like the next day. So if I have that same idea and it's only going to be on Amazon, it's like months and months and months like it took Shivali to do, guys. So you can sometimes see things on Pinterest and Etsy that you could have months before you can see it trending on Amazon. So that strategy, guys, that is super, super key to get ahead of the game on that platform. So thank you so much, Shivali, for your help on this. Let's actually go into one of my strategies right here. All right, so I am at the Helium 10 office working today and I'm in what is the tequila room. I wanna show you guys just how you can just like look around your surroundings to get product ideas. And this is not something that, hey, no matter what room in your house you're gonna go to, you're gonna find product opportunity. But I just wanna teach you how to even like look at things in order to know, all right? So let's go ahead and take a look at some things that we see here. So here's like um, something interesting, like like a metal, wire like a wire globe okay we've got um a stainless steel i'm assuming this is for ice here here's a a wide a wider like a rectangular succulent planter here's maybe a a tray for wine glasses perhaps but what you would do is, is like write down some of these things and then you go into helium 10 and look for the search volume, you look on Amazon what the main keywords are and things like that, and you can get some interesting ideas. Let's go ahead and hop into Helium 10 now and do that. All right, so the first step uh, on one of these, I'm not gonna do all of those ones that I saw, but uh, let me just start here, globe. You know, I didn't know what the main keyword is. So if you don't know what the main keyword is, just throw it into magnet, like what a seed keyword in it. You know, I knew that wire globe was metal and it was a globe, right? So I put in globe here and then I put in a filter that says, hey, show me the phrases that contain metal and globe. And sure enough here, um, I saw metal world globe. Now, only 250 search volume, so it didn't really seem like it might be much, 
But then I just checked here on Amazon and sure enough, you know, most of the stuff that comes for metal globe is not it. Now, if you remember, there was also a stainless steel ice bucket. Now that one, I just entered directly into Amazon and I can see using x-ray, it had 840 search volume. And then there was one here that is selling like $80,000 a month. So I'm like, hmm, this might be interesting. Again, this doesn't mean it's opportunity, but I want to see, well, what Obviously, they're not getting all of their sales, right, from a keyword that only has 800 search volume. So when I click into Cerebro here, I could see some of the keywords where it's ranking uh, in the top five or 10 that have over a 1,000 search volume. And then you could see some keywords here like Ice Bucket that has 40,000 searches. And so if I were to actually search for uh, Ice Bucket for a cocktail bar, for example, I could definitely see a lot of products that were similar to the one that we have in the tequila room. Um, again, this might not be necessarily opportunity because when I look here, I can see it has thousands of reviews. But again, I was able within just like a minute to find the kind of keywords that drive sales to that product that I saw. Now, uh, another one, if you remember, was that rectangular succulent planner. Uh, sure enough, there's actually a uh, quite a number of uh, rectangular ones here and not all have uh, high reviews. Like there's one, you know, the one that has Amazon's choice only has like 400 reviews. Here's one of them, page one that only has 20 reviews. So, so this one, you know, might look like the most promising one uh, so far when I actually run x-ray on it, I can see that, you know, there's a few that are, are making about five to $10,000 a month. Um, now, another search that uh, I did was shot glass tray. You guys remember that one that looked like it had spaces for shot glasses and like um, some other some other things. I, I forgot what, what exactly it was, but look at this. I found almost the exact same product that is in our tequila room. And um, like, this is pretty crazy. It's a $50 product. I guarantee uh, you can make this for pretty cheap in in uh, Alibaba. As a matter of fact, like watch what happens here when I, uh, after running X-Ray, I can actually run um, uh, the demand analyzer and or supplier finder, I should say, and actually look on Alibaba for this, all right? So that one was $50, right? And then you could see here, there are different ones here that, that these are only like four and $5 each from Alibaba.com. So that one definitely looks uh, very interesting. And if I actually uh, looked on this page, I can actually see it says here, it's Amazon's choice for another keyword, tequila board. And then if I looked on tequila board, I can see other unique products that again, I'm just going down a rabbit trail here. It all started just by me looking at something in our tequila room. And I came across like a few different keywords that look like it might have uh, opportunity here. So um, again, the point is look around your house, look around daily life and start writing down what you think they are. And then just start going down these rabbit trails and you might find something cool like a tequila board that sells for 50 bucks that you can probably get for $5 from China. All right. So I want to change how you guys just go about your daily life, you know, and, and some people get mad at me when I do this because now they say, Bradley, you ruined my life because now everywhere I go, all I'm thinking about is, can I sell that on Amazon? Can I sell that on Amazon? Ooh, look at this. Can I sell? And you're going to start to annoy your friends and family and stuff. But Hey guys, this is the life of an entrepreneur. So that had nothing to do with software, at least the first part of it. You know, it had nothing to do with Helium 10. It didn't even have anything to do with Amazon.com. But my point with that strategy was 
in your own house, when you're at somebody else's house, when you're at the store. I mean, I remember I was um, at an ice cream shop in the Dominican Republic, and I saw an idea for a, a product. It was like a, one of those little things where you can put the ice cream cones in. You're going to just – your eyes are going to start to be opened at, at unique products. Now, I'm not saying, hey, you know, go look at the uh, collagen peptides or a garlic press or something like that, you know, that might be saturated. But keep your eye open for unique products. Like, you remember that one? I did that video uh, live, not live today, but I mean, I just – I just like was recording myself and, and I was like, Whoa, this is a cool product. That one that had the tequila shot glasses and a space for the, the lime and the salt and stuff. And sure enough, that actually turned out to be something that looked pretty interesting. Like that would be an amazing Christmas gift, uh, kind of product. So you never know where you can get the inspiration. All right. Live from Indiana. Lem, how's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing awesome. Now, any of these strategies, have you, did you ever use this? Uh, in your Amazon sellings? I definitely use uh, variations of them, but for me, my Amazon selling, especially since I have a good, decent amount of retail arbitrage, one of the things that we'll be talking about, I've definitely utilized in my uh, experience. Okay, excellent. Well, without further ado, let's get into the strategy. We are now in uh, strategies uh, eight, nine, and 10. So let's go ahead and see what you prepared for us. All right, let's dive right into our product research strategy. So our very first one is finding arbitrage items being sold that are considered to be oversized or large sizes. So then they are shipped for FBM and can be drop shipped. So we're gonna utilize black box within a products tab for this. And obviously we wanna look at one with decent monthly revenue and one that has that are, are labeled for large or special oversized. And we wanna make sure that we look for a minimum of four sellers in this listing to ensure that we find an arbitrage listing. So as we scroll through our results, we find one that's a barbecue gas grill being sold for around $2,349 with about 56 sales a month. So luckily, if we go to the listing, the title has the model number in it. So it'll be really easy for us to Google and see if it's being sold anywhere else for cheaper. So simple Google search is going to already show us that it's being sold on a website for $1,399. If I click into this website, I see that it's even offering free shipping. Are you kidding me? So let's see how that figure works out for us. If we go back to our listing and look within our profitability calculator. Now our only cost here is the cost of the product, which is again, $1,000 and any Amazon fee. So when you put that in with the price point of being of it being sold at $2,349, we were left with a profit of almost $600 each, which a 25% margin. Holy smokes, that's awesome. This listing only has six sellers, so definitely an opportunity to make some money here. So moving on, so we'll move on right to our second strategy, which also uses black box, but within the keywords tab this time. Here, we are mainly just looking for keywords that provide us with a low barrier of entry where we can be competitive and build some decent sales. So within that in mind, we'll have to make sure that our filters account for a high search volume with a moderate price point and where the average review count isn't too high, like 100. We want to make sure that we exclude single word keywords as well. So we're going to look in a random category like tools and home improvement. And so let's go ahead and scroll through these keywords. Okay, we found a keyword. It says laser pointer high power, which has over 14,000 search volume and an average price point of $23. All right, that's great. With around 500 monthly sales and an average reviews of 32 per listing. Whoa, let's dive deeper into this. 
So upon searching this into Amazon, we can see in the search results that this indeed does have exactly what the filter said it would. Around that price point, same underneath that review count of 100. This looks good. So let's go ahead and deploy X-Ray to make sure that we can find a random keyword to then put into Cerebro. Again, we're solely just looking for uh, within this ASIN, a keywords that have good search volume that appear at the top of page one. So we're gonna just look at this random ASIN and pop, pop into Cerebro. So in Cerebro, we're gonna try to find, again, like I said, top keywords that have high search volume that appear on the top of page one. So within this within the set of keywords that are being shown, we see one that's the highest of them all, green laser pointer with over 17,000 search volume. Now, when we search this keyword, we see the same type of uh, things that we saw before with listings around a $20 price point, below 100 reviews. Now, this is definitely something that would indicate opportunity. Now, lastly, for a non-Amazon strategy, we move on to Etsy. Yes, that's right, Etsy. We're gonna be looking for top selling items within random categories and search queries on Etsy. So for instance, we're gonna search the word storage. Super broad, I know stores that's where we're going to be looking for and on etsy to find try to find a product with the best seller badge attached to it now we're coming across a product that's called a zipper bag organizer with a hinged lid it essentially seems to be a wooden box with openings to place plastic ziploc bags with different size openings depending on the baggie so like a quart size bag a sandwich bag a snack bag or even like a gallon ziploc bag all right that's pretty cool that's pretty clever so let's dive deeper into this on the listing, it says that the it is a bestseller. Again, we're looking for listings that say bestseller. But how do we confirm that this is the main item that's selling like crazy for this specific Etsy seller? Now, believe it or not, it truly is as easy as just clicking on the seller's name on the listing, which appears in big letters above the product title, which we're going to do right now, and then go directly and click on the number of sales that they have underneath their seller profile. In this specific case, this seller profile says it made 954 sales, but let's see how many of those appear to be this zipper bag organizer. Guys, you can't see this but practically all of the previous sales made here are of this zipper bag organizer. Holy smokes, on Etsy, on Etsy. So imagine how this would do on Amazon. All right, Lem, I got two words for you. Holy smokes. <laughs> Lem is about to make a, a new catchphrase here. Like I got my, how cool is that? Lem's got his holy smokes. All right. Um, it's really cool. Uh, what, what, you know, the, those, those things that you mm -hmm. mentioned, especially the arbitrage, because when, when you do arbitrage, you got to be careful, you know, you got to make sure yeah. obviously you got the right part number and mm -hmm. everything and that it's not some kind of gated thing. But but you could see the potential there, guys, that, you know, you could, you know, just sell something, buy it from another website and then drop ship it. Um, and, you know, it can it can make you a lot of money right there. Now, um, one question I have for you is on Etsy. And we talked a little bit mm -hmm. about this with uh, Shivali, but um, do you remember where we got the products for our test listing uh that we did in project x yeah i believe you got it from etsy like you started yeah, we got it from etsy. from etsy yeah so that's a that's a if, if any of you guys are trying to do something brand new that that you know is not out there and so you do want to test it out just to like try like hey can i get clicks guys uh, instead of having to go and, and have somebody make you know like 10 samples which costs an arm and a leg and takes a lot of time uh, go to Etsy and and see. And I really love that hack that that Lem gave about seeing which ones are the top sellers. Now, Lem, when you were uh, looking at that, mm -hmm. does every single seller 
have that available, like where you can see their sales? Yeah, on Etsy, practically every seller has that available. So you can get that, a really clear idea of what products are the best selling for each seller. Yeah, so for every seller, guys, look at that number. I, I think there was one that, that he had was like 623 or something like that. And mm -hmm. the 1,000, you can see if it's one of the top sellers out there. Um, if, if it's probably like five or six, they only have that number five or six, then probably it's not worth mentioning. Um, what Lem showed was he actually took it a step further. He actually clicked on that sales number and then looked into um, – their orders on a product level. And guys, mm -hmm. every order that was on that screen there, if you guys saw it, that's every single order that they have made. So you can see what are the top sellers. However, not everybody can you click. Everybody, you can see that sales number, but not everybody you can click on it. So if mm -hmm. there's no link, there's just a little hack for you guys. If there's no, like if you mouse over it and there's no, it doesn't change that link little hand button, then you can't look at it. Just go to another one of the top sellers, but always look at that sales number, like Lem said, so that you guys can see. All right. Thank you so much, Lem, for yep. that strategy. Now, um, Lem talked a little bit about arbitrage. So let me show you guys another way that you can do kind of arbitrage on the go with this next one. Retail arbitrage can get you money sometimes before you're ready to do a private label product by allowing you to start small. So how would you do retail arbitrage? You basically got to look in the stores for clearance items or things that you can get for cheap that are going for more on Amazon. If you want to see what kind of activity is happening on Amazon, uh, what price it's selling for, something you see in a store, just pull it out and then scan the barcode with the Helium 10 mobile app. I'm going to hit the research button here and then I hit the camera button and I'm going to want to go ahead and zoom in on this barcode and it pulls up instantly on the Helium 10 mobile app. I can see it was selling for $15, selling about 35 units a month and it even it's telling me some of the uh, top ranking keywords for it just in case i might have some private label idea uh, ideas for the future so again retail arbitrage is a cool method use the helium 10 mobile app to see what's happening on amazon for it all right so there we go when you're on the go um and you're in a store Everything in the store, guys, has a barcode. There are some things in your house. Remember I said, hey, look around the stuff in your house, and it has a bar uh, has a barcode. Use the Helium 10 mobile app in order to scan that barcode and get some information on how much it's selling on Amazon. So when you're in the store, the benefit is like, let's say you see something in the clearance aisle, right? And you scan it. You can see, hey, this is going for like $50 on Amazon right now, but it's on clearance right now for $20. Well, I've done that before. I'll just go buy up a whole bunch of items and then put it on Amazon to sell. So that's another one of those ways where if you're brand new and you're like, man, you know, I, I need to come up with like $2,000 or $4,000 to get this product I want to do. I don't have that kind of money yet. This is just one of those ways where you can build up uh, your money on Amazon by doing some arbitrage and using the Helium 10 mobile app to help you. All right, guys, let me know real quick. Uh, what is your favorite strategy so far? Do you, have you guys been counting? That was number 11, all right? So that means that what? We are halfway through the top 22. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed these first few product research strategies. I couldn't fit it all into one episode. So in the next episode, you guys are gonna get the rest of these strategies, including some bonus ones. So make sure to tune in. Make sure that you're subscribed, guys, and that you have notifications on, whether you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, so that you can be notified as soon as the rest of those product research strategies go live.